This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am so excited to be joined by a longtime Below Deck Universe favorite. You know her from Below Deck Med, of course, and now she is back for a second season of Below Deck Down Under on Bravo this time. Please welcome Aisha. Hi. Hi. How are you? I am great. I We were talking before I got in the air. I just had a chance to watch the premiere of Below Deck Down Under season two. You haven't even gotten to see it yet, but I, I you were there, so I still have lots of questions. <laughs> Did you love it? Do you think everyone's going to love it? I think people are going to love it, and I'm excited for you guys to be back on Bravo this season, and maybe some people that missed it the first time around will kind of, you know, get on the boat, if you will. Exactly. I'm so pleased that it switched over to Bravo this year because, you know, I know that there's so many streaming services, not everyone has all of them. So I hope everyone's got the opportunity to watch it. And it's very exciting for me that New Zealand is getting it the same time as the States because often there's a little bit of a lag and all my family back home are very confused about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of the Below Deck crew, it's like you are you must be getting texts and calls that are like, how do I watch you on TV? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, all the time, all the time. The poor press people from Bravo, they get messages from me constantly. How can someone watch it in Switzerland? How can someone watch it in England? How can someone watch it in Australia? Don't worry. I just need a list printed out. <laughs> I get those same DMs and I'm like, look, I, I want everybody to enjoy everything, but I just don't have the time to look that up for you. <laughs> but also sometimes I'm like, have you ever heard of Google? <laughs> I get so many questions on my, you know, my Instagram stories and things of like, I'll put up like a curry or I'll put up something like that. And everyone's like, oh my God, what's the recipe for this? I'm like, it's red curry, babe. Google it. That, Google's look, so useful for so many things. Look, though, you've been on TV for a fair few years now, and people love you enough to be caring about your curry recipes, so it's a good thing. Uh, I know. Oh, oh absolutely. And, you know, and I'm guilty of it, too. Sometimes it's just a nice way to start a conversation. Totally. Um, so speaking of that, this is your fourth season on Below Deck, and I'm curious, going back to... It must be, what, four or five years ago now that you were filming that first season. How do you think this journey has kind of evolved? It, it must be kind of crazy to look back. Oh, my goodness, yes. I It must be about four years, right? Almost five years since since I was second stew on Sirocco with Sandy and Hannah and I went romance with Jack. And, you know, I think at that time I was second stew for that season and the next season you have much less responsibility. And I, I feel like I was just this happy little puppy running around doing these jobs. And then season one of uh, Down Under, but my first time being Chief Stew and all the responsibility was on me. I was just, 
I feel like I went from a happy puppy to deer in the headlights because it was just so intense and I was so stressed. Um, and then this season, I'm so proud of myself because I feel like I I got through the trenches and I came out the other side and and I'm getting, you know, that happy puppy in me is coming back because I'm more used to the role. I feel way more in control. And I also think that I've grown in terms of how I manage my staff, you know, I used to be, I used to be, I didn't want to confront people and I didn't want to rock the boat. Whereas now I've got a very fair way of being like, Hey, you actually didn't live up to expectations. You should be doing this. Why aren't you doing this? And I'm just much, um, I'm much braver in hitting people up about things, I guess, which has been really nice because it's translated into my personal life. And I'm much more comfortable having these like conversations with people in my personal life too. Yeah, it's that's a great thing. And I we had um Daisy from Below Deck Sailing Yacht in the studio a few mm. weeks ago, and we were talking about like some of the things where working on a yacht is such a specific job and it seems so different. Mm -hmm. But then managing yeah. people is the same. Having to yeah. find out information if you don't know the answer to something is the same. And like growing yeah. within your job and as a manager and all of that stuff is something that everyone can relate to. And so it's been fun to see over the last few years, you kind of get more comfortable in that role. Yeah. Well, I think especially, you know, if you look at me last season um, with Magda, for example, and I feel like, you know, say Magda and Ryan, I let things go for longer than I should have because I was like, Oh, I don't want tension. You know, she's a nice girl though. Maybe she'll do better. And there's actually nothing wrong or nothing awkward about hitting someone up about some, something if you do it in a professional, respectful way. So this season, I'm more like, hey, I, I have asked you to do this. You know, what can we do about it? What's going on? And and as I say, that's translated into my personal life where now I'm, if I'm feeling a certain way, I'm like, hey, that didn't make me feel very good or or this is what I expect from you. And And it doesn't need to be a negative thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you mentioned Ryan. I mean, watch going back to last season, <laughs> we didn't get a chance to talk during that season. But oh, boy, I felt so bad for you having to put up with that whole situation oh, in the galley. <laughs> that was that was just some cruel twist of fate, because as I said, I was already so stressed out with it was my first season as Chief Stew. I was so desperate to prove to Bravo that I could be a really good chief stew. My, the boat was massive. And, you know, I didn't have, Toomey was really strong, but Magda wasn't very strong. So I was already, I already had so much on my plate just trying to manage my interior team and, and the boat and the guests. And then to have a chef that, was, that gave me so much attitude at the same time, I just was like, what am I meant to do? <laughs> Right. It's like you, you show up for your season and you don't know who you're going to get on the other side and who's going to be on your crew. And it's like, yeah. oh, God, this is yeah. everything you didn't need. Well, that's what makes it so hard. I think the viewers watching, they're like, oh, yeah, they're working really hard. They've got all these charters. That's difficult. But I think people don't appreciate enough how hard it is when you add on the fact that we have just met everyone the day before you don't know what your team's strengths are, what their personalities are like. You don't even know where, often you don't even know like where the decorations cupboard is on the boat. You've just moved on. 
and then you have to do this whole season together. So that first charter is absolutely killer. I always think to myself, I always think to myself, just get through the first charter and then if you can get through the first one, everything will be okay because that's when you're finding where all the cupboards are. That's when you're finding out what your stews are actually like. It's mayhem. You also forget watching the show that you're watching one episode every week, whereas on the boat, it doesn't stop. It's a few weeks long and we're seeing every single day of that. So like something that happened on the show a month ago was really like four days ago in your experience. Well, and that's the thing is we, when we are filming the show, so it's about six weeks and it's every single day minimum 16 hour days and I tend to not take breaks because I just get stressed that you know I feel like every time I take a break something goes wrong and so for me it's it's like 16 hours of absolute non-stop like running sorting serving very on and entertaining the guests like my mind is going a million miles a minute and when you're doing that every single day for it's like six and a half weeks you just get to the end of it and it's just like everything in you is depleted. It's so intense. But you also feel this really amazing sense of achievement. Yeah. And you've got some, you know, some tip money that doesn't hurt to go home Oh, with. that's very nice as well. Yes. <laughs> it's so lovely. I tend to come off and live off that for as long as I can. I, I mean... As you should. Like, look, you're working hard, like you said, for those six weeks. It's it's go, go, go. So then, you know, it's worth it to take a break. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I always go through it way too quickly. But whatever. It's free money, really, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate that you can look at it that way. I don't know if everybody would feel the same. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. Summer is 
is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Coming back for this season, were you, after season one of Down Under, you had that first, you know, kind of a tough season as a chief stew. Were you, Mm. was it an easy yes to come back for another year? Like, yeah, I want to do that again. When do we leave? Absolutely. It's like this, it's like this weird thing where if your parents tell you not to tell the stove because you'll burn yourself, like all you want to do is touch it. And it was like, you know, it's the hardest, it truly is, and I'm not being dramatic, it truly is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is filming Below Deck. It is exhausting, but it's this like addictive exhausting where you weirdly want to throw yourself back in the trenches again just to see how you'll cope. I totally understand that. And I think um, having you back with Captain Jason this season is a great dynamic. People mm. people really love Jason last season. So, Well, that actually, like, even that plays such a big role into me wanting to come back because he just supports me so, so much. You know, he is my captain, but he's also a very good friend. And it's just so nice knowing that if I'm ever actually struggling or I ever have way too much on my plate, I know that I can go to him and be like, just do my fucking dishes, okay? And and he'll come down and he'll do the dishes and he'll just, like, do something to take something away from my workload. And he he doesn't do it because I'm telling him he has to. Like, he's doing it because he really wants to help the team. Yeah. Obviously, you weren't a chief stew when you were working under Captain Sandy, but how do you compare Mm. their two kind of... They have very different management styles, I would say, just from watching mm. the show. Yeah, I think with Sandy, it was always more like, and and this is possibly also because I was second stew when I was with her. It was it was just more like a regular yacht relationship, you know. It's like very hierarchical, and I kind of just viewed her as my cap and very much respected her as my captain. Um, and she kind of had that managerial kind of role, whereas with Jason. Um, I like, I do, I do respect him as my captain, but to me, he's more like, he's more like my equal, you know, like we're, we're just mates. We're like, we're like squabbling siblings sometimes. Um, and yeah, he's much more like my friend and just right in there with me. Yeah. I think, I mean, there must be a part of it too, that when you 
came into Below Deck Med, it was already this kind of machine that had been around for a few years. Whereas Down Under, you know, you start started from scratch. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, Jason and I kind of got, we had this really beautiful opportunity, which you get when starting a series where we got to go in and decide what we wanted the vibe of the series to be. And yeah, and so we we got to create that environment. And Sandy is absolutely my friend as well. I think she's absolutely awesome. Um, but it's just, you know, I'm not sitting in the bridge every morning putting her contacts in the way I'd put Jason's contacts in. <laughs> I can't quite picture that with Sandy, I have to say. <laughs> it's just so funny that this whatever your old man is, like he still can't put contacts in. <laughs> And uh, he struggles to take them out too. Some days I have to take them out for him as well. <laughs> well, I mean, it sucks for him then that the charter season is only six weeks and you're not there, you know, year round. I know we we just did an interview before and he had his glasses on because you know if I'm not around, he doesn't know he can't. He has to wear his glasses. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, we're so we're glad we're glad to see Jason back this season. But other than him, you have a fully new crew that you're working with. Um, in yeah. in episode one, Charter One, you're starting off uh, shorthanded on both the deck and the interior, which oh, is that's right. <laughs> what about that? Yeah, I was uh, I was not envious of that position. So, how did you approach that? You know, you're showing up for a new season, and it's like no third stew and no deckhand well you know what i think i'm just someone that i know i i'm very faith i've got a lot of faith in my capabilities and i just i'm not a what do you call it i i'm not dramatic in the sense that i know that everything everything that you get given you can achieve in some way and so i was in that situation and i'm like you just have to think you know what it's not the end of the world we're going to get this done. It, it might not be 100% perfect, but we can make it 99% perfect. We're just going to have to do the best that we can do. And luckily, the stew that I had to begin with was a very hard worker, and she picked up on everything very quickly. So we somehow just got it done. And I think as well, you're so fresh, and you've got the cameras on you, and you're so pumped up with adrenaline. That you're like we we just have to we just have to deal with it, and you've got the energy to do it at that point. Mm -hmm. T tell me a little bit about the boat that you guys were on this season. It's a converted fishing boat from 1977. Mm -hmm. How does this compare yeah. to your past experiences of the yachts that we've seen on the show? Yeah, so this boat is, as you say, a converted fishing boat. So it's much more like it's more relaxed, but the the way that they have. Uh, refurbished it it's still absolutely stunning like the stateroom is gorgeous the the saloon is gorgeous um but I think for me it was such a gift because Thalassa was outrageously big like the size of Thalassa for three stews was an absolute joke it was so wide the girth on that thing was outrageous so it just it was just like not very manageable and so to get given a boat that ha it had one less story on it and it was skinnier it was just like all around a little bit smaller and so for me it was just so much easier to manage so i was very very grateful for it 
And I think it really suited, it suited the part of the world that we were in, you know, because it, it, it's a tropical vibe. We were diving all the time. Um, and it yeah, it really suited where we were. It's interesting watching the show not having worked on a boat like that. You forget that something like the size of the boat can really impact how your team works and what you're able mm. to accomplish versus, you know, yeah. have, feeling like you're running up, you know, how many flights of stairs every time someone needs a drink. Like that can actually change yeah. the whole dynamic of the team. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Like how long it, as you say, how long it takes to run a drink up, how long it takes to run food up, you're getting provisions and you're having to take it up two big flights of stairs instead of one big flight of stairs. Uh, all these little things really add up. Even, you know, turnover day, how, how much surface area we have to clean and we have to vacuum and take care of, it all adds up. And I feel like every meter that you add on is, is just exhausting. <laughs> but it's like the bigger the boat is like, I'm just tired. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, it's a yeah. lot. Exactly. So no, yeah, I really, really, really liked the boat this season. And I think Australia is a much more relaxed kind of place. We always provide the best service that we possibly can. I'm very staunch on that, no matter how relaxed the boat seems. Um, but I think it, the way the boat was set up and with the dining, it had quite a, like a casual dining area out the back. And it, it, and I think it actually played a really big role in making the guests feel more relaxed. And then they, sometimes it wasn't a good thing because I think the guests got so relaxed sometimes that they did play up a little bit, <laughs> but it was also a lot of fun. We, yeah, I mean, the first episode we see ends with the guests uh, jumping in the water at night uh, after they've been told not to. So yeah, maybe not, not always yeah. the best thing. Yeah, the guests this season, um, I feel like had almost as much drama as the crew. They were, they were, we had a lot of interesting people come on, but I think, you know, I was trained in very formal silver service, which is more like how the med is, and I can really thrive in that environment. But I also find, uh, I love having banter with the guests. I really, really enjoy it. And so I feel like this was a really cool environment to just, Give the guests shit and they love it. I always, it, it always seems more fun when you have guests that you can kind of like have a relationship with versus like, oh, some rich old people who don't actually want to speak to you. Oh my goodness. Yes. Like if you can get yourself to a point where you and the guests, it, it, it feels more like your mates than you're serving them. Then to me, that's so successful. And all of the guests that we had on, by the time they left, they really felt like they were our friends. We weren't working for them. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week, grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. 
Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You said that the Stu Laura you have in the first episode was uh, a really hard worker. Um, you have another Stu Margot and then the chef Serena. Tell me about your dynamic with them. Um, so, I mean, me and the girls, we we are just such a good unit. I think, as I say, the last year to me was absolutely amazing. And Magda, she wasn't the best worker, but I think she's a lovely human. She just wasn't quite in the right headspace to be a stew and so this year I was really grateful because Laura and Margot both were coming in like guns blazing they wanted to work so hard and they really wanted to be there so that was so it was such a treat getting to start a season with that kind of dynamic and then Zarina I mean I don't want to give away too much but I can tell you that there was a much more love between us than there was between Ryan and I (laughs) I shared a cabin with her. It would be hard for things to be, I think, worse than last season's chef dynamic. So (laughs) I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. (laughs) That would be way too cruel. So yeah, it's it's definitely a lot better between the chef and I uh, this season. And we even shared a cabin and I don't do that lightly with chefs. So (laughs) much, much more pleasant. I'm curious from... One thing that I like about these below deck shows and the way that the kind of universe has grown is seeing people from the different franchises interact. I know you were at Mm. BravoCon last year. It was so fun to see Mm. a lot of you guys together. Is there anyone from another show that you haven't gotten to work with that you wish you could? Oh, well, I... Oh, it's so hard. There's so many people... I think that I would really, really like to do a season with Hayley. Uh, she's, you know, from Below Deck 10 with Fraser. Oh, and Fraser. Oh, my goodness. But Hayley, I remember I watched her season when I was doing Galley Talk. And there's just something about her. I was like, you are loose and you were crass and you were happy and you were just so unapologetically who you are 
while also being a really hard worker. I just think she would be such a fun stew to have under me. She had a really good vibe. I feel like you there's mm. something about like yeah. a second stew who's like a hard worker but doesn't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the perfect second. Anyone that will work hard while at the same time absolutely taking the piss, like ripping the shit out of themselves, making fun of themselves, I think is such a beautiful quality to have. So I just, <laughs> I just really like being around those kind of people. Yeah, it's a, such a fun cast of characters that have been on these shows and see when you guys get together, it's always mm. like so enjoyable. Oh, BravoCon was so cool. And actually, I don't know if you saw, but I was in London um, a, a month or two ago and we kind of had a, ended up having an unofficial little reunion of everyone that was in London. Um, you know, Courtney, Daisy, uh, Fraser, Hayley, who else? Dave, there was a bunch of, there yeah. was a bunch of us below deck people there. And I just love them so much. I feel so grateful to be part of this beautiful, weird family. And I think because it's something because it's so difficult, it's such hard work, and it's something that so few people will ever understand. We do really tend to cling on to each other and support each other and love each other, and we just have this beautiful family. Totally. I think th that's amazing. And getting to see you guys work so hard all over the world, I mean, the all the different countries and stuff that, the, that Below Deck has been to is really amazing and i think australia mm -hmm. feels like such a unique special thing i mean seeing the diving with the coral and all of that like it really mm -hmm. is so special it was gorgeous i it was always on my bucket list to dive the great barrier reef and i remember i remember so clearly the first time jason said that i could go and dive with the guests um during the first season i cried i was in the i was in the pantry just crying because I'm like I can't believe I get to do this and then you go down there and it's literally like a direct copy of Finding Nemo it's a, <laughs> well maybe Finding Nemo copy them but it's like whatever whatever you're watching that exact thing in real life is down there it's just stunning yeah I definitely a bucket list for me too do you know how small Nemo is though. When you're watching the show, he—I mean—he looks small, but he's not that small. And then you go down there; he is tiny. The little <laughs> Nemo fishies are like this big. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Everything is like oh, th there's like billions of fish that size. You know, like it, do it doesn't feel as special. It's just pretty. Tiny cameras to film him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, is there anywhere in the world that you haven't gotten to work yet that is, you know, kind of next on your bucket list if you were to leave Australia? I actually would really like to go around uh, like the Maldives kind of area because I've never been in that part of the, you know, got like Maldives and Sri Lanka and I've never really been in that part of the world before and it just looks absolutely stunning so that would be really cool um i'd love to go back to croatia because i really really liked it there um and then e even doing something in southeast asia would be awesome yeah i, think I don't know there's so many places <laughs> there's so many places the below deck did thailand one year and it was like so incredible yeah. the the uh, yeah. islands and all of that yeah, it would be well, and it's awesome because then when you finish filming, when you're in a country like that, you would just—I would just stay on a month and just keep traveling around the area. Yeah, that's where that's where the tip money comes in. 
Exactly. And much cheaper to travel around there than traveling around the med. So your money would go a lot further. That's true. You get a massage every day. <laughs> Before we go, we have a whole season of Below Deck Down Under to look forward to. <laughs> I am really excited to watch it along with everyone. Can you just summarize maybe in a few a few words, maybe a few adjectives, what this season is going to be? Oh, golly. Um, funny. Sexual, dramatic, sensitive, interesting. It's really one of those seasons that it's so hard to say. I like, and it's not. It's not like I can even give anything away because so much happens. Like it's one of those seasons where once we get into it, you know, after a couple episodes, every single episode is going to leave people like. Oh my God, what? Oh my God, what? Oh my God, what? It's just like up and down and up and down and up and down. And I, I really think it's going to be one of those seasons that everyone is going to have a group chat talking about what the fuck just happened. <laughs> well, it sounds like it was exhausting to film, but hopefully it sounds like it'll be yep. really fun for us to watch. <laughs> it will be. It really, really will be. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Aisha, for joining me today. Such a pleasure. Thank you for talking to me. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.